At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Pet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Getting ready to take on spring? Make your first move with the reliable performance and power of steel battery tools. From hedge trimmers and mowers to string trimmers and more... Right now, you can save $50 on select battery tool sets. Real steel. Offer valid on select AK system sets through June 16, 2024. See participating retailer for details. When you buy Kroger brand products, you feel like you're winning. That's because they offer proven quality at lower than low prices. In fact, we guarantee that you and your family will love how Kroger brand products taste. Or you get your money back. So next time you're shopping for the family, look for delicious Kroger brand products. Because they'll make you all feel like you're winning. Shop now, in-store, or online. Kroger. Fresh for everyone. Welcome to the inaugural episode of the Hornets Hivecast, the Hornets podcast giving you all the notes, quotes, and daily buzz about your favorite team more often than not recorded right here inside the hive. I'm Sam Farber, and it is a pleasure and a privilege to have you with me. I'm the new guy in town. I'm the new play-by-play voice of the Charlotte Hornets, and I just have to say I am overjoyed to be a part of the Queen City and a part of this great organization for a long, long time, hopefully, too. We've got a great guest for our first episode, so I don't want to take too long to get to him, but I do want to say this as way of an introduction. You've heard my signature line already that I start and end every broadcast with. It's a pleasure and a privilege to be with you. And I say that for a few reasons, the most important of which is that I mean it. I've got the best job in the world. I absolutely love it. But I know I'm not entitled to it. It's a privilege. And I promise you, I will always be accountable for everything I say and do. And I will always work as hard as I possibly can each and every day and each and every broadcast to earn the right to be the play-by-play voice of the Charlotte Hornets. Now, without further ado, I can't think of anyone better to be our first guest here on the Hornets Hivecast than the president of basketball operations and GM of the Hornets, Mitch Kupchak. Mitch Thank you so much for taking time with us. My pleasure. Thank you. It, it's been an eventful offseason, to say the least, basketball and otherwise. Let's focus on the court for now. Two major new additions to the roster in Gordon Hayward and LaMelo Ball. I'll start with the rookie who's making the most buzz, perhaps, uh, across the league. When it was draft night, you saw Edwards go one, Wiseman go two, LaMelo sitting there. What was the first thought through your mind? Well, we're very pleased, you know, to have Lamelo on on the team. Um, you know, any of those players, you know, are good players, and they'll be in this league for a long time. Uh, we do think, you know, Melo is is special. You know, he's got some God given gifts that, you know, no matter how hard you practice or how hard you work, you know, sometimes you just, you know, you can't create instincts. 
you know, for the game like he has and, you know, a vision for the game like he has, his ability to pass the ball. Um, you know, some of the stuff, you know, you know, that he does possess, he did work hard on and he created for himself. You know, he does work hard. He's got great skills. You know, he handles the ball well. And those are, you know, things that he worked on. So that's a credit to him. Um, so we're very pleased, you know, to have him on board and, uh, we love his size. He's got a long way to go. You know, like anybody who's drafted, you know, in the first round, it's it's very rare when you get a player who's, you know, game ready, going to step in and and just dominate. Um, but you know, we've seen some good things. You know, he does love the game. He loves to stay in the gym and work. So all those things bode well for him. You mentioned the size. I've heard a, a lot of people, including his teammates like Gordon Hayward, say he's taller than I expected. Uh, there, there's the saying, of course, that you only get one chance to make a first impression. Do you think that since for a lot of people in the basketball world and outside of it too, their first impression of LaMelo was as a 14- or 15-year-old high school freshman and sophomore, uh, that he might sneak up on some people with his size and abilities? Well, his size you know, is impressive, and he just turned 19. So, you know, for all we know, he's still growing, right? Um, you know, I, I think the the other thing that's noteworthy uh, here, you know, there's been so much, you know, surrounding the family in the last, you know, bunch of years that I think, you know, there was a perception of what, you know, Mello, you know, might be like, you know, when he got here or when he was on the court, or when he was with his teammates. And I will say, I'm not quite sure what the perception could have been, but he's been just, you know, a great teammate. You know, he walks in the room, he lights up the room. You know, he's eager to work, he's eager to learn. Uh, he's always with one of our coaches, you know, looking at an iPad, you know, trying to learn something. He's always asking questions. So, you know, he's been a delight. And um, I know in our coach you know, went out to Los Angeles with myself and Buzz about 10 days before the draft. Uh, You know, he himself, you know, was wondering, you know, what this kid is going to be like. And then he walked away and he said, Mitch, this kid is nothing like I thought he'd be like. He goes, I love him. A long-term goal for the franchise has been to develop an entertaining team and a style of play that fans are going to be excited to support. From that standpoint, I think LaMelo is probably on par with Zion Williamson last season, and then you'd have to go pretty far back to find a player who already had the following he does before ever putting on an NBA uniform. But as you mentioned, he he does have that basketball focus to himself that maybe people weren't expecting. But from the, the entertainment standpoint, point it is a part of of the league these days what does he bring that maybe no one else has brought to charlotte in a long long time well like i said he's he is a known uh quantity um you know people have known about the ball family for the last four or five years and everybody's known you know that he was the youngest and you know with that comes some celebrity and I guess in this day and age, you get X number of followers that that indicate that the people around the world are following you, right? And they're interested, you know, in in what you can do and who you are. So I understand that number is a big number. Uh, that doesn't mean much to me. I'm most interested with, you know, the kid and, and how he performs, you know, on the basketball court. Uh, that's the most important thing. But I am trying to answer your question. 
I think the other thing he does is, um, you know, he has a flair on the court. He does have great energy. You know, there seems to be a bounce in his step, and he will make a pass, you know, whether it's a no-look pass or an unanticipated pass that I think would be entertaining. Now, you know, you don't want to see a player make that kind of pass, and then every third pass he makes like that, it's a good pass, and then the other two are turnovers, right? So, you know, that part has to be managed. Um, so I think, you know, I think that that might be, you know, maybe what might draw some attention, you know, from the casual basketball observer. Um, personally, I think he needs to work on his fundamentals you know, to continue to get to the point where he can make open shots, um, you know, control his turnovers. He's got to get stronger. He's got great size. He's great size. He's a, a, an excellent athlete, but he's got to get in the weight room. I think he's learning that. You know, just these two to four preseason games we've had. You know, against these guys in the NBA, they're grown men and they're much stronger probably than he thought they'd be. So, you know, there's a lot of work to be done. Um, but I, I think if he continues to work, and I think he will, um, I think he'll get better and better. And I think he is capable of entertaining, you know, people on the court, you know, with his style. You pair him with Gordon Hayward, a former all-star, and I'll start this line of thinking similar to the one I did with LaMelo. You see him opt out and become a free agent. What was the first thought that went through your mind? Well, it never occurred occurred to me that that he would opt out of almost a $33 million contract. Um you know, that's not something that we anticipated, you know, when he did do it. Um, you know, we obviously reached out to his representative and made contact and, um, you know, there was interest, but you never really know. Uh, the Celtic organization is a very successful organization. You know, players don't leave there very often. Um, you know, money is always an issue and Boston was in the best position you know, to offer him the most money and the most years. You know, we could not offer as much money or as many years as Boston can offer. So I never really felt that we were in the driver's seat. I think the last day or two, um, I started to feel a little bit, bit a little bit better. But even the night, the morning of when he actually agreed to come to, to Charlotte, I woke up, you know, wondering, you know, how is today going to play out even? What signal does his wanting to and choosing to become a Hornet signal to the the future of this organization? Well, I'm hopeful that it makes us a better team. I I do know he's a a very talented player. And, you know, our primary goal here the last two years was to continue to add talent, you know, regardless of position. And our feeling was is once we have the talent, then we'll figure out you know, where we have too much talent at one position and where we don't and go from there. Uh, In this case, you know, not only was he a high-profile free agent, um, but he also filled a need, which is, you know, a player at that wing position, you know, who can do a lot of things, you know, which is scoring and and playmaking. Um, He's athletic. He can rebound. He can defend. Uh, So, uh, getting a player like that is, you know, just just makes us feel, 
that going down the road, you know, hey, when there's another free agent, you know, why can't, you know, we go after that free agent and be successful as well? And I think we will be, you know, by providing, you know, we have to get better and we have to put ourselves in a position where, you know, players want to come here because they see us as a great place to come and win. And I think that's the most important thing. We'll talk more with Mitch in just a moment, but I do want to take a sec and remind you that the buzz is building already, not just for the 2021 season, but the 21-22 season, where season ticket packages are already available. You can guarantee your price now. Call 704-HORNETS or head to hornets.com and you can secure your season tickets today. Mitch Kupchak, Hornets President of Basketball Operations and General Manager, our first ever guest here on our first ever episode of the Hornets Hivecast. Uh, Mitch, on a personal note, the, the last time I saw you in person, prior to seeing you across the arena on opening night, given all the COVID protocols here for the preseason, uh, it was the year before you joined the Hornets. I was working for ESPN, and the Big West was one of my conferences, and I would see you at the Thunderdome, the, the home arena of UC Santa Barbara Gauchos basketball, where your son played. You had your spot about 15 rows up, I think. Uh, you know, this pandemic has altered a lot of lives and made us appreciate what we have differently from before. H- having spent so much of your life in pro basketball, wh- what was it like at that time to be able to watch as a dad and, and watch without work for a little while? Yeah, that was a great a great period uh, for me. You know, yes, you know, my son Maxwell did, did play for Santa Barbara. And it gave me the freedom, you know, to attend games and to stay after the game and have dinner, you know, and go go on road trips, you know, with the team, meet the team in in cities in North Dakota, South Dakota, or Wyoming, you know, where it takes, you know, two flights and, you know, a long car ride to get to, which normally, you know, if you're working, you wouldn't have the ability to do that. Uh, so it was great. You know, whenever you, your son gets in a game, you know, or daughter, it's stressful. You know, you want them to do so well. So that part was enduring, um, but it was a great it was a great year. And those kind of road trips are something you're known for in your current job as well. You you leave no stone unturned. You travel all over the world. You know what has the impact of COVID-19 been on your normal process for scouting and discovering players and how have you had to adjust? Well, I've only been on a player tw- a plane twice since March. Uh, one was a return trip from Miami um, to watch a workout, uh, James Weissman. And then the other one was to and from Los Angeles to watch the mellow ball workout. Um, those are the only time, two times I've been on a flight since March. And uh, right now the NBA prohibits, you know, us from attending, you know, games anywhere unless they're open to the public. So we are essentially scouting as an organization virtually right now. You know, everything is being done via video and, and TV. Um, and we're planning as if it's going to be that way, you know, for the rest of the year. We're hopeful, you know, that we can turn this, you know, pandemic around at some point and, you know, a lot of people's lives get saved. And along the way, they open up sporting events where, you know, maybe we could do some scouting. 
Um, but right now, we're not planning on that. You know, it's going to be a lot of, you know, video, a lot of TV, a lot of meetings. And that's just the way it has to be. And and we did it with the draft that took place a month ago. You know, somehow we were able to navigate a draft that was supposed to take place in June. Then it was moved to October and then finally moved yet again till November 18th. And somehow we were able to get through it. Uh, but keep in mind, lastly, that, that every team in the NBA has the same rules we do. So we're all facing the same challenges. Very true. And, and I certainly share your sentiments for a lot of reasons, but most importantly, that a lot of lives will be saved, that we're on the other side of this sooner rather than later. Going back to the, the new additions to the team, you signed Gordon Hayward for your contract. The goals for the franchise, uh, even before him, were to construct a team that makes the playoffs, advances in the playoffs, and ultimately competes for an NBA championship. Where does adding an all-star like Hayward put you on that path and maybe boost you on that path compared to before he was a part of the team? Well, we knew we were going to get a good player in the draft. Okay, We didn't know which player it was going to be. So we knew that we would be in a position to add you know, talent that we, we wouldn't normally, normally be able to add to at that level which is a top three pick. Uh, we, we did not know that, you know, Gordon, you know, would be available and, and yet available to us. Now we didn't know we had flexibility financially. Um, so if something did come along, we thought that we would be prepared for it. Um, I think it's way too early, you know, to say where we'll end up at the end of the season, you know, um, Mello is a very talented player at the number three pick, but he just turned 19 years old. I think it's much too soon to try to predict what kind of impact he might have on the team. Uh, that's, that's kind of off to the side. I will say that Gordon, you know, being an experienced veteran, uh, will make us a better team. You know, he does add immediately, you know, a player of impact. You know, how many games do we win, you know, in the East, which is a very competitive conference? You know, I think if you sat down and tried to pick eight playoff teams in the East, you know, there are maybe nine or ten teams that can go after that seventh and eighth spot. And I'm not saying, well, one of those teams or not. I mean, that's not how, you know, we're going into the season. I mean, that's not why we went after Gordon Haywood. You know, as aggressively as we did, um, you know, we're trying to build something that's sustainable. And, you know, we've got to be careful, you know, not to get on a ledge and jump off. You know, we've got to get up there and, you know, we've got to measure each move we make. You know, we've got to have some vision to what our, you know, structure looks like for the next year or two. I will say we have all our draft picks going forward. So we're in a good spot you know, to continue to add talent. And I can't say enough about, you know, Larry Jordan and his staff. You know, Larry oversees our our scouting department. And I think they've done a wonderful job the last three years. And there's no reason to believe that they won't do the same great work going forward. 
We have certainly seen their impact already just in the preseason. One last one for you, Mitch. The uh, experts out there who have tried to make those picks on how many win totals teams will have uh, have not given the Hornets uh, a a whole lot of uh, wins, quite frankly, uh, in their projections. Is are those types of picks things that you ignore, use as motivation for the team? How do you view those? Yeah, you know, uh, the other day I was talking to somebody, and I remember when we signed Terry Rozier, there was a lot of, um, you know, negative kickback, feedback on, you know, paying a player like Terry at that time, what we did. And I think today, if you you know, went around the league and said, is that a good value for Terry? I think people would say yes. Okay. Now I'm not saying that to say, Oh, look what we did. You know, we're smarter than anybody else. That's not the reason why I'm saying that. The reason why I'm saying that is, is you really, you you have to trust your instincts as an organization and you really can't get caught up, you know, in what, you know, dozens or hundreds um, of, uh, basketball experts or writers or what they think and what they feel. Because at the end of the day, you know, you really do have to wait three or four years to look back on it to see if the decisions that were made were good decisions. And, um, you know, that that's how I feel, you know, about, you know, the people today that predict we may win however many games it is they're saying, you know, we are going to win. Now, first of all, I don't read a whole lot about it, um, but I wouldn't be surprised. It is a tough conference to be in. But you know something? Let's wait until the end of the season, look back on it, and then we'll see who's right and who's wrong. And does it really even matter? You know, we're trying to build something. Uh, We know we've added talent to the team. Uh, Internally, um, I think we're happy. And I must say, I think there is some excitement leading into the season. I'd say that is for certain. Mitch, thank you so much for the time. I know it's an an odd year, uh, but I'm very much looking forward to uh, getting together with you in person and and for certain looking forward to when all the fans can fill up Spectrum Center again and watch the team that you've uh, helped put together. Sam, thank you so much and welcome to Charlotte. Thank you so much, Mitch. Mitch Kupchak, President of Basketball Operations and General Manager of the Charlotte Hornets. Now, we're not quite done yet. Still have a few minutes left of this podcast. But before we get to our last topic, I want you to be sure to tune in and watch every Hornets game live on Fox Sports Southeast and the Fox Sports Go app with Eric Collins, Del Curry, and their spectacular crew. And, of course, you can also hear the game on WFNZ or the Hornets mobile app. Would love to have you along starting Tonight, yes, after nine months NBA regular season basketball featuring your Charlotte Hornets is finally back. And we've got a game to preview. Ah, been so long. The Hornets, they're in Cleveland to take on the Cavs. Opening day is always exciting. But of course, the Hornets are going to have to create their own energy seeing as they're on the road and there's not going to be any fans in the building. Something that they're learning to live with throughout the preseason. And uh, hopefully they'll continue to have that energy because starts of games have been very strong for the Hornets throughout the preseason. In terms of the matchup, injuries are going to be a major question for both sides. Gordon Hayward is, as of this taping, listed as day-to-day with the finger injury. He has said previously he is targeting playing on opening night, but you never can count your chickens before they hatch. 
We will have up to the second information for you on the pregame show later today, as well as on Hornets.com. The Cavs, they've also had injury issues for their star, Kevin Love. He was limited in preseason. He only made one appearance. He's dealing with a calf strain in his right leg. We'll see if he is able to go. I will be interested to see how the rookies fare in their first official game. LaMelo Ball is going to be a focal point for the Hornets franchise for a long time. He's averaging, I think, number six on top plays on SportsCenter through four games. And it's not just the highlights. He's helped pick up the pace and flow of the offense. He's shown us his scoring ability, having an 18-point performance. And he's mixed it up in the paint with the bigs grabbing 10 rebounds in a game. So can't wait to see what kind of combined effort he puts forth on his first ever NBA regular season night. Uh, could be one of those legendary performances. Now, as is the case with draft picks, they tend to be judged in groups. Think back to LeBron James' draft class, where he, Carmelo Anthony, Chris Bosh, Dwayne Wade, they were all spectacular picks in that top five. And then there was Darko Milicic, who was a Solid pro, but inevitably got compared to the rest of his class. You can even go back to 1984, the greatest of all time. Michael Jordan selected right after Sam Bowie. Trailblazers organization's never going to live down that one. So, LaMelo will inevitably be compared to Anthony Edwards and James Weissman. That's a given. But Cleveland's top pick, Isaac Okoro, number 5 overall, is also going to be compared to the other available options. Probably Obi Toppin, the most notable of which, seeing as he played at nearby Dayton. So it's going to be interesting to see how the rookies do. As far as the teams as a whole, the stat that stands out the most to me throughout the preseason for both squads was turnovers. In short, when the Hornets turned it over 20 or more times in the game, they were 0-3. When they were under that number, they won. In fact, they were way under that number. They looked fantastic offensively. So, Cleveland also has turnover issues. They averaged a league-high 24 a game through four preseason contests. We'll see who takes care of the basketball, and maybe as importantly, if the mistakes continue, who can best take advantage? Are they going to be live ball turnovers or dead ball turnovers? Is this going to be a situation where LaMelo Ball can get out and run and create offensively, make some more of those sports center highlights, and also help capitalize on the opposition's mistakes? I think that's going to be the big focal point for the game. We'll, of course, have all the keys to the contest, all the up-to-the-second information for you later on today on the pregame show. That's going to do it for the inaugural Hornets Hivecast. I hope you'll join us again tomorrow. We'll be breaking down the season opener against the Cavs and of course we'll be with you each and every day throughout the regular season right up until the all-star break and then we'll take maybe a, a little just maybe a day off and then get right back to it again with your daily Hornets notes and quotes thank you to Mitch Kupchak for being my first ever guest and thank you to everyone who's tuned in I'm Sam Farber it has been a pleasure and a privilege having you I hope you'll lend me your ears again tonight at 7 p.m. for the season opener Hornets visiting the Cavaliers